Welcome back to the Coffee Hour. I'm Eddie Bates. Sarah's out today. She'll be back soon, uh, making her way back from Christmas adventures. Taking a look at the January issue of The Lutheran Witness for 2020, 2020. And uh, taking a look at the article, Five Ways to Care for the Hard-to-Love People in Your Life. Probably would have been helpful probably a few days ago when we were all together for uh, family gatherings, right, or all those busy times of the year, but also certainly very useful this year as well, particularly when we're looking at the issue of grace and how to be gracious to others. Deaconess Shana Werdeman, Deaconess Admission Counselor for Concordia Theological Seminary in Fort Wayne, author of Five Ways to Care for the Hard-to-Love People in Your Life in the January issue of Lutheran Witness. Deaconess Shana, thanks so much for being our guest on the Coffee Hour. Thanks for having me. Share with us, uh, you know, we've all been sinned against, and we've all sinned against others. What is your natural response when someone sins against you? Well, honestly, my my gut reaction is usually uh, to dig in my heels and (laughs) meditate on how I've been wronged, um, which is not a very helpful reaction, Um, but you know, as sinners, we tend to be pretty self-absorbed and more concerned with how something impacts us than how we can respond to it in a helpful way. And you're not alone in that. I think that's that's pretty much so everyone's natural response is, I've been wronged, there's an injustice here, and I'm going to think about how I've been wronged, and then maybe what I'm going to do about it, and and what's my gut reaction to that? I, I, I I don't think you're alone in that. So Yeah, and, and it's easy to get caught up in mm-hmm. meditating on how the other person should write this wrong, mm-hmm. you know, instead of looking at ourselves um, and how we can be proactive in helping to resolve conflict. Isn't that the nature of our inner dialogue all the time when someone sins against us? And, and you know, so often we're also uh, the perpetrator as well. We sin against others, and that's, that's probably what's going on in their brain. So you help us dig into some ways of, of how to respond to that. What do we do with that, that natural response and, uh, and what we can do in place of that natural response, particularly when we're looking at the, the matter of grace this month in the Lutheran Witness. All right, so you've proposed uh, five ways to care for the hard-to-love people in your life um, instead of just mm-hmm. responding with, I've been uh, sinned against and I've been wronged. How should they make it right? So what's uh, what are some of those five ways? Let's dig into these. Mm-hmm. So uh, the, these are not in order of importance by mm-hmm. any means, but uh, the first way is to pray, um, to pray for your strained relationships that we all have. Um, and that may be the easiest one to do for a Christian is to work it out with God first, um, to tell him about this suffering that you're enduring and that your neighbor is enduring. Uh, for myself, when I find myself in a situation where I don't know what to say or what I want to say I know will make the situation worse, uh, something I pray silently is Psalm 51, O Lord, open my lips that my mouth will declare your praise. Hmm. So yeah. uh, praying the psalm, so certainly so so valuable and so important. So, oh Lord, open my lips that my mouth will declare your praise. What we, uh, <laughs> not only what we, so that what we say is, is uh, and what we think or what we pray are the, the same thing. 
Yes, and so that, you know, we're asking God that what we say be Mm -hmm. God-pleasing, and hopefully it will become words of forgiveness, which are really his words to us, that we'd be able to share those words with our neighbor. Also praying that I would be able to have realistic expectations of my neighbor um, and that my neighbor would be able to have realistic expectations of me. All right, so pray. Anything else about uh, pray? Are we ready to move on to the next tip? Let's move on. All right. uh, the second thing would be to forgive. Um, in the same breath of the Lord's Prayer, we ask our Father to forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors, those who have sinned against us. Um, to forgive someone is not to give them something they've earned, and it's not to give them something that we'll later use as a bargaining chip. Um, and we don't give it only because we think, you know, they have potential to be the kind of personality we'd enjoy hanging out with someday. Uh, but we forgive because Jesus forgave us um, as he procured our pardon uh, that we did not deserve. Mm. Forgive. And uh, then the th- mm-hmm. Go ahead. Oh, and then the, thirdly, uh, to empathize with our neighbors, to recognize that we're only seeing a piece of the puzzle with whatever their behavior was that irritated us, um, to consider that their actions aren't to be taken personally, uh, but to consider what their actions and words say about them and maybe hurts that they have or formative experiences they've had that we don't understand. Um, to see someone as a nuanced person as opposed to simply good or bad. I found this this tip, I think, very insightful, very helpful. I mean, certainly pray and forgive are, are things that I've thought of before, and even empathize, but I, I like the, the, the light that you shed on this. Rather than taking your words, your neighbor's words or actions personally, uh, that it's not, first of all, that it's not all about me. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Good point. It's it's not all about me. So not taking it personally, but consider um, what what you can learn about your neighbor through their words or actions. There's a lot more to the story, as you're pointing out here, to to, to their story than just those words or actions. But they may indicate something about what's going on in their life, and maybe some of the the hurt that they have experienced or the difficulties they may feel. Exactly. All right. Exactly. So, so empathize um, and, and learn something about your neighbor through that situation. All right. Anything else about empathize before we go on to the to, uh, fourth tip? Let's go on to four. Uh, four is ask for support. Uh, periodically checking in with either a loved one or a trusted professional who can help you discern how to best navigate this relationship. Um, reach out to your pastor or another Christian who's going to speak the truth and love to you, um, speaking the truth, even if it might not be what you want to hear, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and even if it is, um, someone that will encourage you to be merciful, uh, and also someone that will take your own well-being into consideration. Um, if, you know, if you are in a relationship where perhaps you're on the receiving end of abuse, that's quite different than just dealing with a difficult person. Um, And an an outside perspective might help you discern, you know, is this relationship a difficult relationship or is it abuse? This is another 
big step as well, because usually when we've been wrong, the first thing we want to do is go tell someone who we know will agree with us and say, you're right, mm-hmm. you've been wronged. Uh, and, and this is what you should do to get back at them. <laughs> that, mm-hmm. that, that, that's part of our, our natural response. So asking for support from someone who who isn't necessarily going to get into a pity party with you, but rather uh, point you to show mercy and truth to exactly. that other person. Exactly. That someone who will see um, you as God's child and this un- other individual as God's child mm. and help to, you know, foster grace in that relationship. Mm-hmm. So your pastor or, or uh, another trusted Christian, um, a deaconess, exactly. a deaconess or might be a good person for a that deaconess, too. <laughs> a DCE, mm-hmm. um, a teacher. Um, these are all professionals that know the scripture and the narratives of God's grace um, and can share those with you and apply them to you in your particular situation. Um, A pastor can also provide confession and absolution for you, uh, which can be incredibly helpful in these situations. Um, I think the other thing that's important is to have support just for the practical aspects of some difficult relationships. So if you are maybe the daily primary 24-7 caregiver to an aging relative or anyone um, who maybe has a a personality that is difficult, if you can connect with other people who are also caregivers and have that commitment of no matter what happens, I'm going to care for this person, um, those other caretakers can share tips with you about how they cope with some of the challenges. Hmm. Which brings us to the the last tip in your article, number five. Mm-hmm. To be cared for. Um, and I would say, you know, this is the most important one, hands down. Um, you need Jesus. You need him to care for you. And that means being a regular attender at his house. And if if you're a shut-in or homebound, having your pastor come out so that he can provide you with the means of grace in your home. Um, Because going to church and being a Christian is not merely praying and praising God and being thankful for him. It's also confessing our sins to him and receiving that forgiveness. And we receive it as an individual, but it's not, you know, it's something that's shared and experienced within a community of believers. Um, that's why he gathers us together each Sunday. Um, so we receive consolation and strength from that fellowship of being with other forgiven sinners. Um, and so I encourage you not to be a stranger at God's house, but to go there so that he might serve you with his sacred gifts that will strengthen your faith in him and also your love for others. Amen. Amen. Deaconess Shana Mitchell is the uh, admission counselor, Deaconess admission counselor for Concordia Theological Seminary in Fort Wayne. And uh, hard to believe we are all out of time. Shana, thank you so much for being my guest on the Coffee Hour. Thanks for your great article in the January issue of The Lutheran Witness. Thank you, Andy. I'm Andy Bates.
The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you. Anytime. Anywhere. Anywhere.